felt the the hype around this city, around the club. Um, I knew it was a soccer town. My grandfather told me, you know, he used to come and play here when he was younger. So it was kind of like he, he knew. Um, and I just kind of started researching just, you know, what soccer meant to this city. And it just seemed like this year was going to be incredible for the city. And it has been like it's been amazing. And I'm so happy that I get to be a part of it. Welcome to the City Voice podcast. I'm joined by a very special guest today. Welcome to the show, Jake Nowinski. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing good. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Um, we have a tradition on the show. I've renamed this section. It's uh, Tim Parker inspired. It's just called Fun. Uh, so we've got some serious questions to ask you to get this underway. Yeah, let's go. Favorite reality TV show? Vanderpump Rules. Easy. What, what do you like about it? Oh, they're just, they got it all. You got the big scandal going on right now, you know, Scandaval, if you guys have heard about it. If you haven't, I don't know, you live under a rock maybe, you should figure it out and watch it. But it just got a lot of, we're actually, my wife and I are actually re-watching it now because of what happened recently. So we're just catching up again. Just That's how far in we are on it. Going back, seeing what you missed in the first. Exactly. Love that. Yeah. Um, what reality TV format would you personally thrive in? Ooh, you know, I... I always watched Survivor growing up. I would love to give that a go. Survivor. Just to see. To see if I have like that mental toughness, you know? I don't know. Maybe. Would you ever do like a Vanderpump rules? Would you let cameras follow you around? No, couldn't do that. No. I don't know how they do that. That's a different breed of people. Pure competition. Yeah. Like that. Uh, are you team Ariana? Of course. 100%. All in. All in. Dog or cat? Dog. I have a dog. What's your dog's name? Ash. He's a golden retriever. Very nice. Yeah. Best thing about being a girl dad? Ooh. I think the best thing right now when I, when I walk home, when I get into um, my apartment, walk in the door, and I hear dada, and she comes. Now she's walking over to me, but she was, usually crawls over really fast, and she screams, dada, dada. I think that's the coolest thing. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Did she come to the games with you? She does, yeah. Amazing. She loves them. Superb. Fave vacation spots? Um, my wife and I went to the Bahamas a few years ago, and we had a great time there. We were supposed to do our honeymoon in the Maldives. Yeah. But COVID kind of happened, so we're going to have to make that up. It might take a while to make that up. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when the kids are all out, but yeah, I think that would be a great vacation spot. Fantastic. Cheat day food. I would go with a nice bacon cheeseburger. Bacon Just, cheeseburger. Do you have a favorite place to get that in St. Louis? I don't as of right now. I'm still looking. So any recommendations, put them in the comments. Yeah. Best thing, uh, best thing about being in St. Louis at the moment, what are you enjoying in your leisure time? The people. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the people are so nice here. You know, everybody says you got that Midwest charm. I, I didn't know that that was a thing, but I think, you know, everywhere you go, grocery store or wherever, you know, everyone's just nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and do you have a favorite restaurant in St. Louis? Have you had enough time to get out and explore? I think right now um, it's Olio, Mediterranean. It's oh, very nice. Those so wraps. Good. Oh, the hummus. Come on. Fantastic. Yeah. 
Okay, um, so we're going to go into section one of the podcast. This is like growing up in football. Um, love to hear a little bit about your earliest memories of like of football and like how you got introduced to the game. Yeah, so my you know my family is a big um, big soccer family. Um, my grandfather was um, an All American uh, in college, so it's kind of always in our in our family growing up. My dad played at university as well, um, so that was just something that from the beginning of, you know, whenever I could start moving around was there was always a ball around. So um, that was, yeah, I think you know, I started playing when I was four years old. Um, I remember those, we called them, used to call them peanuts, those games. Um, I saw, you know, little memories of, of scoring goals in those games and it was pretty cool. Grew up in uh, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, a big, a big soccer state. Yeah. Um, did uh did the local professional team sort of influence you did that play in the back of your head or were you just like purely out on the pitch yeah I used to go to um Metro Stars games a lot and um Tab Ramos who you know coached the MLS a bit was you know played uh, in three world cups he ended up being my academy coach from when I was 14 to when I went to college so it was cool to be able to kind of watch him you know learn to love the game uh, you know, and then be coached by him after. Did you have any favorite players that you were like, I, I'd like to be like that growing up? So my guy growing up was Brian McBride, just a goal scorer. I just loved, yeah, that was um, whenever I'd watch USA play, that would be my guy. You were, you, you broke a few records, uh, high school standard. You yeah, were a bit of a goal scorer yourself, right? I used to right? score some goals back in the day, yeah. 21 goals and 19 assists in one season. There it is, yeah. I and mean, that's Cristiano levels right there. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, so can you share some like memorable stories of playing at high school? Like anything that sticks in your mind, like any moments um, that you were playing growing up where you're like, I'd like to do this professionally? Yeah, well, I think, you know, in high school, um, a lot of my really good friends to this day were from my high school soccer team who, you know, have been my best friends or, you know, Lane will call uncle one day. Like, so it's, I think just kind of being able to play with my best friends just made me love the sport even more. Um, and, you know, I have memories of, you know, winning a lot of games with them, losing games with them, but it was always just kind of something that we were able to do together. And we still talk about, you know, certain games to this day. And then um, you went to University of Connecticut. You had a good yeah. time there. Uh, yeah. Like what were the, what were some of the highlights going through the university system? Yeah. Um, so when I first signed with UConn, um, I was brought in as a practice player. So I wasn't given, you know, a, a scholarship at all. I was given a chance really. Um, and I think, you know, that first year where we had, it was a first preseason game and I got 15 minutes to play and I ended up getting three assists in 15 minutes. Three assists in 15 minutes, my yeah. word. Yeah, as a freshman. So it was, and I was playing left back too. I was, I was right back at the time. So the coach was just kind of just throwing me on. Um, I think that was kind of like something that really jump-started my career. Um, that was a that was a time when, you know, maybe I was, I wasn't thought of as being you know somebody that would help this team right away. Um, and I ended up, you know, starting my freshman year for a team that was a top five team in the country. And did you have like fun during that period? Was like university football was it fun or was it like serious because you were like I want this to be a profession? Yeah, I mean to be honest, I wasn't thinking about. Uh, this being, you know, my profession until my senior year, um, it wasn't a reality for me until that time. So 
up until you know last year of my you know last um few games of my junior year I wasn't expecting to try to make this into something my thought process was I want to go to law school and I was doing this because you know I love to do this so when that you know the opportunity kind of showed itself a bit in my senior in my senior year I was like well this is you gotta, we gotta try you gotta go for it how does it yeah. show itself is it like do you get encouragement from coaches to sort of outside scouts like get in your ear like or is it just like desire takes over yeah I think it was you know my coach going into my senior year um you know preseason. he kind of sat me down and said you know you have a, a real chance you know to be one of the best offenders in the in the country and from there you know maybe we can get you into you know the combine and kind of see if you can make it so it still wasn't like anything that was like set in stone or something that I thought I would have ever been you know drafted but I had a you know a pretty good senior year and I was able to you know make that MLS combine and I showed out pretty well and you went through the draft process I number seven pick number seven pick yeah that's pretty early right compared to what others go through like were did you know that you were going to get picked early like no whispers or is it just like you were sitting in front of the the tv or in a room or whatever so the night before um the draft was in la i have family that live in la so i was staying over at their house and um i had an agent at the time that wasn't he he used my agent now he wasn't my agent officially yet because he didn't know if you you know wanted to take me on he didn't know if i was gonna you know make it or not um so I had a, a phone call with him around like 9.30 p.m., like the night before the um, the draft. And he kind of told me, he's like, yeah, you might go in the fourth round. So there's no need to go to show up to the draft. Like, don't worry about that. You'll probably just get a phone call, if anything, the next day later. Then he wait, – I wait a few hours. I couldn't sleep anyway. You never, you're not able to sleep like those nights, you know, when something big could be coming. So then he calls me back at like 11.30. He's like, all right, you know, I talked to a few teams. Maybe you go second, third round now. So if you have a suit, like, just be, just be prepared. I'll call you in the morning, and we'll see. And I'm like, oh, I mean, all right, well, I can't. Like, there's no way I can sleep right now. You're just going to keep calling. He calls me again at 1 a.m., and he's like, all right, you need that suit. I'll meet you there tomorrow morning. I'll meet you at the, at the draft. And he's like, I think you're going to go first or second round. And then I found out, you know, I'm sitting with everybody in the draft. My agent's behind me. He taps me on the shoulder right before the seventh pick. He goes, this is going to be you. And five seconds later, they say my name and I get drafted. So it wasn't something I thought of at all. What are the, what are the feelings like when that happens? I mean, it, it was crazy. I, I had my dad right by my side and I was just kind of sitting there when they said my name. And my dad kind of like had to pull me up. I didn't even look at him. I didn't hug him. Like, I wasn't even thinking. And uh, we always joke about that now because we see uh, whenever somebody gets drafted, you know, they're all hugging their family and stuff. I'm like, I just totally just didn't even think of you right there. Like, I was, I was just totally out of the moment. It was surreal for me. Um, but, yeah, it was an incredible, incredible feeling. So you're on the East Coast and then you're going... The furthest place possible I could be yeah, drafted like to. Yes. Double plane. Yeah. Um, what... How long did it take for it to settle in? Okay, this is this is quite a big move. This is you know a whole different culture that I'm uh, moving into. I only had four days before I had to report for a preseason because they were Vancouver was doing preseason in Wales, so we had to go early because we had the Champions League as well. So you know those seasons start earlier than 
than regular MLS season. So I only had four days. So I didn't really process it at all. I was on a plane. I was in Canada four days later <laughs> on the West Coast. What? Oh, sorry. I thought you meant while I was in Britain. Yeah. And oh, then, you so were? So I flew to Vancouver, Oh. spent two days there Yeah. in a hotel, and then we flew to Wales and did preseason there. What did you think of Wales? It was rainy. It was rainy. Yeah. We were in the middle of nowhere. Had a night out in Cardiff, though, so it was pretty fun. Yeah, that's a, that, I've, I've had some nights out in Cardiff. That's an yeah. interesting city. Yeah, it is. Um, so you, you shift, you, you're on a plane, you join up with the, the team. What is the shift from university to professional soccer like uh, for a, a young man that's uh, like an early draft pick? I mean, there must have been some hype around you at the training ground. You know, like we've, we've got one of the, the, the best in the draft here. Yeah, I would say like the main difference was just like the speed. It's just everybody, the speed of play that everyone was playing at was just something that is not anything like college soccer, to be honest. So it was something that you need to, you're either ready to be in there or you're not. So it was something that you kind of just thrown into and see if you sink or, you know, sink or swim. And um, I was I was able to swim a bit, so it was good. Was it nerve wracking uh, showing up to training every day like how long did it take before yeah. you like started to, to click with the, the squad yeah it, it was intimidating to be honest um you know I think the MLS in these in the seven years that I've been here I've changed a lot I would even you know going back to my rookie season it was a lot of older guys you know old school guys that you know kind of make you work to gain their respect so it was it wasn't something where I was coming into and everyone is just buddy buddy all that you know right away um, I will say that Tim was that guy for me, Tim Parker. Yeah. We, you know, we played together in our first season. He was somebody who took me under his wing, and I really appreciated that. Um, how how was your first season? Uh, how was your debut? I mean, like, w- when you made that first start? Like, did you expect to make a, a, a start that season? Was that in, in, the, in the mixer, or was it a bit up in the air? No, it was a bit up in the air. They, you know, we brought in – Vancouver brought in a good – you know, veteran right back. So I was just kind of somebody that was, you know, his backup for the time being, you know, if anything happened. But I ended up uh, starting the Champions League game at New York Red Bulls in New Jersey in my home state in front of uh, 70 of my friends and family. Oh, my word. I gave a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh. But it was saved, so it was all good. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So... um what what was that like for your family showing up? Oh, it was it was amazing. Yeah, it was so cool. Um, I, I remember looking up and just seeing just a huge just pocket of just and that was everyone for me. And it was something that was really special. My my grandfather was there. You know that he grew up loving soccer, watches it every day, still does to this day. He'll watch any league that's on TV. Doesn't matter. But um, it, yeah, it was just something that was pretty cool to be able to you know, have your professional debut in your home state where you started off. When you started to get more game time, did you feel like I am at this level? Or was there like, do you get imposter syndrome at the professional level to start with? Like, where where do you sit there? Yeah, I don't even know if I was thinking that far as to, I was just kind of going out and playing and trying to, um, you know, do what I do best. Um, and, you know, I... I think my first year, it was something where I was just on an adrenaline high, where I was, I felt good, I felt confident, um, you know, I gained the respect of my teammates and my coaches, so it was something where I was able to be successful. What were your, what were the highlights of playing for Vancouver? 
Like, what were your sort of standout moments outside of obviously the debut in front of the family? Incredible, but yeah. like, were there any other sort of professional highlights that stand out that help build who you are today? Yeah, I mean, I think you look back in the seventy, like my first year, I was able to uh, play against like Andrea Pirlo, who is somebody that I always, you know, loved growing up. I think that was a really special moment. Frank Lampard, David Villa, Kaká, like playing against these guys, you're you're like sometimes you're like, do I belong here? Like. These guys are some of the best to ever play. And I think that was just something that was so special to, you know, to be able to do. Fantastic. Um, you did play during the pandemic and that was difficult for a lot of um, yeah. professionals. You know, we had Jared Stroud on a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about kicking a ball, uh, practicing his finishing in his back, backyard alone. How was the pandemic um, for, for you as a player? And like, you know, how did you cope with that? Yeah, it was, it was it was weird, right? It was like this uncharted territory that you didn't know what you could do or what you should do. Um, I was in, you know, my wife and I, we were in a 500-square-foot apartment. We were stuck inside. We didn't have any, you know, outdoor space. So it was something where we got a lot closer, which was good. You know, we ended up, we ended up getting married, so I don't think... So I think that helped us. <laughs> but um, I think as a professional, it was... I started just running. I was, that's all I could really think about, you know, think of doing. So we, um, we ended up doing like a, uh, it was almost like a challenge to see how many um, hours a day you could work out and you would log it into, you know, your app and see who would finish at the top of every month for our team. So I ended up just, I, I ended up running like half marathons every two days just to do it. Oh, wow. And that was probably the fittest I've ever been in my life was during COVID. Did you come back into football, hit the ground running? Was it oh, all good yeah. for you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Have you maintained that now? Do I don't know if I can run a half marathon every every two days, but I think I'm pretty fit. Yeah. Right. So um, your, your period of time comes to an end at Vancouver. Uh, St. Louis City SC pops up. Did you, do you pay attention to like expansion clubs? Were you, I, I were do. You, you do? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when I knew that it was most likely that my, you know, my time was up in Vancouver, you know, you start looking at other teams, other cities, you know, where you might want to play. And, you know, it was funny. It was, um, I, I kept seeing St. Louis, like everywhere. It started showing up on like my Instagram, you know, like the, the sponsored. I was like, these, you know, AI is getting kind of crazy, right? But yeah. Like, <laughs> But I started, you know, seeing like these like clothing brands from St. Louis. Um, our flight back from Vancouver to New Jersey, we had like, you know, they give out napkins for your drinks. Yeah. It had the arch on it, like St. Louis arch. So I was like, oh, this is, it's, you know, like, like serendipitous, right? When they kind of feel like it works out. But um, I, I saw the, the hype around this city, around the club. Um, I knew it was a soccer town. My grandfather told me, you know, he used to come and play here when he was younger. So it was kind of like he, he knew. Um, and I just kind of started researching just, you know, what soccer meant to this city. And it just seemed like this year was going to be incredible for the city. And it has been like it's been amazing. And I'm so happy that I get to be a part of it. How did, um, so you're, you're getting feelings about it. You're being targeted with excellent advertising on Instagram. Um, how did the call come in? Like, do, do you, do you tell your agent, go and find out about that? Or is there like some other, I mean, you've obviously got a, I, I mean, I don't know whether Tim was at the club 
at the time. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe you were a bit before. I, no, I, yeah, I signed like um, maybe a week or two after he did, after he was traded here. Did you to talk um, about the potential I, of a link up? Yeah, I, I actually, he was one of the first people I texted when I, when it was official that I signed. I texted him right away. I said, we're going to be teammates again. And it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So I, I basically, I just, I told my agent, I said, I, I'm very interested in St. Louis. Can we figure out if this is a possibility or not? And the expansion draft happened. I thought maybe I could get picked in that. Um, I didn't. So I, I didn't know if that was kind of it uh, for St. Louis wise. But, you know, a week later, my option was officially, you know, declined. So I was officially free to just, you know, completely talk to other teams. And St. Louis was the first one, and I didn't have to talk to anybody else. Did you speak to Lutz or Bradley? Like, what was the... Yeah, I spoke to Lutz. And then after I signed, I spoke to Bradley. Um, and just everything that they said and, you know, everything that they believed in, the principles and how they wanted to play, I just thought that I'd be able to, you know... I'd be able to contribute. Did lot, you yeah. did you come to the city? Had you been to the city before, or no, is it just never. like we're just going to move down? And yeah, no, yeah, didn't visit. Um, I've never, yeah, I've never been here. Um, but I just thought that this was an opportunity that I didn't want to pass up on. So when you do get into the city and you come down to the facility, like what were the bits that sort of struck you compared to you know where you played before? Yeah, I think just you know this. Looking out of the city right now, it's, uh, at the stadium, it's it's incredible. It's you know it's top notch. It's probably I, I think has the best atmosphere in the MLS. Um, and coming from Vancouver, where you know soccer wasn't the priority in the city, um, you know didn't get as many fans as we probably you know like to. Um, just having the the facility right next to the stadium, I thought that was awesome. Brand new facility and. I, when I walked through the stadium just to do, you know, it was empty like this. I was trying to picture everybody in there screaming. I, I couldn't do it because I didn't know what it was going to be like. But I was really excited. And then that first game was just exceeded all my expectations. Did you think it would be as loud, as quick? No, I didn't. I, I knew, like, I knew it was, this is a soccer city. And I knew people were excited but to have this kind of like response and turnout immediately to become one of the best venues in MLS is just amazing. Does the um, do you hear the noise when you're playing, or do you zone out? Like, what what does um, what does that fan influence do to your game uh, at a home match? Oh, you you want to you always want to come out and play the best you can when you hear the fans. Um, yeah, I think. Every time, you know, a little half chance happens, you kind of hear the fans get excited. That gets you excited. That gets you want, you know, to contribute, to try to help, to try to score. Um, it's something that just kind of builds you up, builds up your energy. And when it does happen and when we score, it's it's like a euphoria, you know? Like, it's, it's pretty crazy. Do you have any, like, peak moments um, that have happened in this stadium where you're like, I'll, I'll, cherish, I'll cherish that thing forever? Yeah, I think the, the first game... I'll always say it. It was a shot, not a cross. The first goal <laughs> <laughs> might have been an own goal, but you know it was it was pretty cool to be able to contribute to that first goal for St. Louis in in our stadium. I think that's something I'll always cherish. Did your family have your family come down um, to yeah. see you play here? Yeah, they were here for the first game. They've been you know multiple times. They love it. Um, my dad, after seeing 
you know, the first game, he's like, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. You know, this is what professional soccer looks like. So it was something where, like, he was kind of in awe of everything, um, you know, because he's you know, been to Vancouver a bunch of times and he hasn't experienced anything like this. And as um, as a professional yourself, like, how do, how do you feel about, like, where your game has been this season? Like, you've got, you got a lot of minutes under the belt. Yeah. Like, you've had some great moments. Like, how, how do you feel as a player? Yeah, I, I you know, I feel pretty good. Um, I still... I expect a lot from myself and I'm hard on myself. So I always want to work on my craft, work on things that I don't think I'm, you know, quite there with yet. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to be able to, you know, play for this team and, you know, have significant minutes where I help, you know, the team win games. And that's something that, you know, I want to fight to do going forward. Cause I think we have something really special here. Um, you know, if you told me we were going to be in first place after, you know, 20 games. I don't know if anybody would have really believed you, but, you know, coming into the preseason, seeing what Brad and Lutz built and seeing, like, the guys that we have here and the the depth that we have, it's something so exciting to see just going forward now because I, I think that there's no limit for us right now. So at the start of the season, everybody was saying that St. Louis City had finished bottom. Yeah. You're still top, which is absolutely incredible. Do you... Did the squad realize they were that good, or is is this something that you're you're having to learn to adapt to to, to being that far up? Like Luke talks about being underdogs, but you're you're still top. Like, have you had yeah. to learn to deal with that? It's a different type of pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. I think now you know our fans are expecting us to win games, and that's that's all. That's completely different. I think everybody was probably happy that you know there's a soccer team here now. We're gonna cheer for them. We're gonna you know die for them. But we know. But now we're like a team that is competing for an MLS Cup, and I think that's a whole new pressure that guys like us we we want to take on. Like that is why we play the sport is to compete and to reach the top. The players, uh, you know, we I see you at training. Um, you know, the fans see you on on the pitch. Looks like you looks like there's a a great vibe going at the training. I think Lutz said last week that it was the best dressing room he's ever experienced. Can you talk to me a, a little bit about the the dressing room? Why why is it working so well? Why is it clicked? I think that the guys on this team and the guys that Lutz and Brad brought in were all guys that had something to prove had something to prove to themselves and to other people as well. Um, there's, you know, so many guys that have either been dismissed from their teams or not given a chance. Um, you know, prime example is Jared, right? He barely played last year, and now he's one of our most influential players because I know that he wants to prove something to himself, to maybe the Austin coach as well, but we won't say that. <laughs> but, you know, and it's everybody's just hungry to prove that they belong here and that they belong at the highest level. When you're um, like as a as a player, you're playing with all these top players that are doing really well this season. Are there um, bits of other players that you look to or that you look to borrow? Like, is there anyone at the training ground where you're like, "Oh, I'd love to have that person's set piece play," or do you, do you sort of do you share like sort of knowledge share on on things at the training ground? Yeah, yeah. I think you know this year alone, I've learned so much about you know the game and how I can kind of make my game better. 
Uh, I've learned a lot from Tim, learned a lot from Adu. Um, you know, I'm even learning a lot from like the younger guys. You know, right now, you know, Akil has played the last two games and I think he's been very good. And he's an attacking right back. And that's something that I think I need to kind of take on as well. I want to be able to, you know, provide crosses, assist um, going forward. So I'm learning from him how he picks his moments to go forward as well. So it's, you know, it's something where it's not just you're learning from older guys, you're learning from everybody, which is uh, pretty special. Um, what, what part of your game do you think, are you most happy with this season that's like that's either improved or you know you feel you're back to your best on yeah something that I you know I haven't I've worked on a lot in preseason I worked a lot with you know our assistant coaches is um is my passing is from the back is breaking lines getting into what Brad says these red zones where we can beat a line of defense and turn and go forward and attack and that's something that you know I haven't really tried to do you know, in, in Vancouver, it was a different style of play. You know, I wasn't testing myself, but I think kind of finding that range of my passing has, has um, been pretty beneficial for me and for the team. You've uh, played a lot of minutes next to Tim Parker. He's got into the all-star team. Yeah. Like, awesome. how has uh, reuniting with, uh, with Tim been this season? You both look very happy on the pitch. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, Tim is, you know, Tim personifies everything that this club is about. You know, he's hardworking. He's a good person. Um, he's he's somebody that always wants to compete, always wants to win and play his absolute hardest. Um, and he demands a lot from everybody. But he's also someone who's a leader, too. So it's it's somebody that um, is pretty like, is special to play with. Um, and I'm still learning a lot from him. And we're having fun doing it. Um, yeah, it's been great. And... Uh Roman Berkey, um, incredible passer of the ball. He's also in the all-star yeah. team. How, um, how much confidence does it give you knowing that he's behind you? Oh, so much. It's so nice having him back there. Uh, the, some of the saves that he makes just out of nowhere where, you know, maybe some, somebody misses a mark or somebody misses a tackle, having him back there is, has been probably our biggest, you know, asset to closing out games and winning games where, you know, soccer is such a fine margin of, of score. If it's 2-1, you know, one nothing. it's something that having the best goalie in the MLS is always going to help us. We are top. Uh, you've kind of been there or thereabouts all season. Fans are dreaming. You see it on the internet. Yeah. Do, do they ha should they be dreaming? Is the squad dreaming? of making the playoffs and having a really good run. Do you, do you feel that there's that belief in the squad? Yeah, I think that's always been an internal, you know, um, internal goal of ours. Um, there's still a lot left in the season. A lot could happen in, you know, the last 14 games. Um, but right now we're happy where we are, but we still know that we can improve and we need to improve to get to where we really want to be. So I think right now we're taking these games one by one. Um, maybe when it gets closer to the end of the season, we reset our goals. But for right now, um, we're just going one game at a time. That's great. And to to close out the podcast, uh, City fans love watching you. Um, feels like you've got a great rapport with them. Do you have like any uh, any sort of message to the fans um, for the rest of the season? First off, it's thank you. 
thank you for always showing up no matter what. Um, I think something that really sticks out to me is the Cincinnati game where we were delayed, right? For, what was it, two, two hours, three hours? Yeah. And we walk out for the, uh, you know, for the national anthem and the stadium is filled. That doesn't happen everywhere in the MLS. And that is something that when we saw that, that gave us all the energy we needed. And we ended up winning that game 5-1 against... That was a be- wild result. Against, you know, the best team right now team. in the league. So it's it's a thank you. It's keep believing in us because we believe in you. We're all together for this. And um, let's just keep going. Let's see what else we got. Well, a great message. Yeah. Um, Jake, thank you for... Um, joining us on this we'll hope to have you a little bit later on in the season if you are listening to this on podcast give us a five-star review say how much you enjoyed that interview uh, and we'll be back uh, later on in the season with some more episodes thank you jake all right thanks 